This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following podcast contains audio extracted from videos on the Harry Potter Theory YouTube channel. Hey everyone, welcome to another installment of Harry Potter Theory. In today's video, we're going to be discussing what may be a bit of a controversial topic. Five things that made James Potter and Draco Malfoy the same. Now, please, hold your gasps. I know this may sound more than a little odd. But if we really dig into it, these two characters have far too much in common to ignore. So let's get started, shall we? The first somewhat important similarity between these two wizards is their ancestral backgrounds. Yes, as you may know or have guessed, both James Potter and Draco Malfoy came from pure-blood wizarding families. Although technically, if you go far enough back, I guess you could argue that the Potter family occasionally married a muggle or two, and anyone who knows anything about the world of Harry Potter knows that the Malfoys strongly opposed mixing their bloodline with poorer wizarding families, never mind muggles. However, you simply cannot argue with the fact that both the Potters and the Malfoys were strong, powerful wizarding families in their own right. After all, James Potter was the descendant of Ignotus Peveril, the first known owner of the fabled invisibility cloak from the tale of the Deathly Hallows. Right, so both James Potter and Draco Malfoy were from serious wizarding families, one arguably weak similarity. You may be thinking, if that's all you've got, this is a joke, but oh, there is so much more. To start, did you know that both James and Draco were only children? That's right, neither James nor Draco had any siblings. Now, I must admit that, in my experience, some only children can be a touch different. Not all only children, of course, but if you think about it, there's not a lot of social assimilation for an only child until they reach school age, meaning that for many of their formative years, an only child believes themselves to be the center of, well, everything. They are quite obviously showered with all of their parents' attention and affection. An only child never has to share. They never have to prioritize caring for a sibling over doing something fun and exciting with their friends. Generally speaking, this can result in the establishment of a very strong sense of entitlement and privilege, which more often than not, is just simply not possible for a child growing up with brothers and sisters. This only child attitude is, of course, incredibly obvious right from the start in Draco Malfoy. We see it almost immediately when Harry encounters him for the first time in Diagon Alley in the Philosopher's Stone. He's rude, entitled, and pays little attention to those around him, all of whom he clearly sees as beneath him. Okay, that's all well and good, you may be thinking, but James wasn't like that. But wasn't he? While it's true that we get a very limited view into what James would have been like as a person, we do get glimpses of his behavior through both Albus Dumbledore's pensive, 
magical device used to store and review memories, and Severus Snape's memories, which he takes straight from his head and gives to Harry before he dies in the Deathly Hallows. Of course, memories like this do need to be taken with a grain of salt. A memory is only as accurate as the person's perception of the event. That said, through various different scenes of the past, we tend to see, time and time again, James misbehaving. If you were to ask James's friends, they would likely just chalk this behaviour up to James being mischievous in nature, but quite frankly, I think that's just an excuse for him being, in all honesty, an entitled brat. Mostly, we see a school-aged James picking on a young Snape, whom James coldly referred to as Snively. Not a very nice nickname if you ask me. It kind of reminds me of the Potter Stinks badge that Draco so proudly wore in the Goblet of Fire, which is a perfect segue into how James and Draco are, in fact, both bullies. Of course, it's easy to see how Draco was a bully. From the very beginning of the series, he was set up as the antagonist to our hero, Harry. Not only was he incredibly rude to Harry the first time they meet, only to be extremely friendly to him once he discovered that Harry was THE Harry Potter, but over and over again we saw him belittle wizards like Ron Weasley simply for being, as he puts it, extremely poor, and terrorise witches like Hermione Granger just for being muggle-born. He would even go out of his way to put down multiple wizards at once, like in the Philosopher's Stone when he said to Neville, Longbottom, if brains were gold, you'd be poorer than Weasley, and that's saying something. Obviously, quite the bully. But you may be questioning if you could really call James Potter an outright bully. Well, the future Lily Potter did. You think you're funny, she said coldly, but you're just an arrogant, bullying towrag, Potter. Leave him alone. I will if you go out with me, Evans, said James quickly. Go on, go out with me, and I'll never lay a wand on old Snively again. Not the most flattering interaction, is it? James, although clearly the more well-liked wizard in school, at least according to those who knew him, was actually quite cruel to a much less popular Snape. Why? Because he found out that Snape had feelings for Lily Evans, James's future wife. In my opinion, this is absurd and clearly comes from a place of insecurity, as it's quite clear that Lily isn't romantically interested in Snape and just values him as a friend. After all, she's known him since she was a child, and Severus was one of the few people who understood her magic before she did. Why then would James choose to torment Snape? Well, I believe it was because he could. Seeing Severus as an easy target who was beneath him, James didn't think Snape even had the right to have feelings for the same witch as he did, not so different from a young Draco Malfoy who judged witches and wizards based purely on their family's wealth and bloodline. I mean, I think we can all agree that, eventually, James outgrew this terrible behaviour, which is likely how he ended up with Lily in the end. But before then, he was, well, awful, and quite literally a bully. So yet another similarity between the two wizards was that they were both insecure. We've just covered some of James's insecurities, so let's take a look at a few of Draco's. Of course, they were quite different from James's for a variety of reasons. Where James was concerned about popularity and girls, Malfoy always seemed to be trying to live up to his father's expectations to be the best, worst kind of wizard. Especially near the end of the series, we frequently see Draco struggling with his allegiances to the dark arts, and therefore his family, and being a decent person. He certainly didn't seem comfortable or confident about the wizard he was expected to be. So, what else did these two wizards have in common? Well, as you may recall, while at Hogwarts, both boys had what you may call crews. James was the ringleader of his group of Gryffindor friends, which was comprised of himself, Sirius Black, Remus Lupin, and Peter Pettigrew. 
They even named themselves the Marauders, which means one who roams from place to place, making attacks and raids in search of plunder. Definitely not the friendliest of monikers, but definitely fits the bullying antics we talked about earlier. Draco, of course, had his Slytherin-only gang. It was made up of himself, Vincent Crabbe, and Gregory Goyle, all of whom eventually became members of the Inquisitorial Squad, an exclusively Slytherin group put together by Dolores Umbridge in The Order of the Phoenix. This group was meant to maintain order among the students. However, they mostly abused their power, using it to bully students from rival houses. What's more, the very word, Inquisitorial, is quite menacing, as it brings to mind the Inquisition, a group infamous for its horrifying acts of persecution and torture. Obviously not a very positive affiliation. So there you have it, from family status to the way they behaved, to personal qualities, those are the five ways in which James Potter and Draco Malfoy were the same. Were you at all surprised by these similarities? Let me know your thoughts or if you think I missed any in the comments below. As always, if you enjoyed the content, I'd be grateful if you liked it and subscribed to the channel. Also, happy to hear your input on this and other Harry Potter theories. Just leave those in the comments as well. Until next time, remember, happiness can be found even in the darkest of times if one only remembers to turn on a light.